Welcome back, everybody, to the Lekutim Aran Shir. We're in Torah Zion, Lesson 7. This is the third class in Lesson 7. And I guess we'll, we'll recap, and then we'll jump into where we're up to. And this is really, I'm really enjoying learning this, very much so. So we'll do a, a recap of what we've been discussing, and then we'll move into today's topic and how it goes. So... So far, we've been discussing how exile, gullus, stems from a lack of amuna in our tefillah's ability to have Hashem change the world order for us. We believe in Hashem, but we don't think our tefillahs actually have the ability to do something. So, although we believe in God, Rabbi Nachman is explaining we need to have amuna in the koach hamachadish, the power of rejuvenation, and two, our tefillahs have the ability to affect change in the world through this power of rejuvenation that Hashem possesses. It means this koach uh, There is a koach hamechadesh, one. And two, that again, that our tefillahs have the ability to affect that. Right? So it's not just believing in God. It's believing more specifically in the power of rejuvenation, the power of renewal. And Rabbi Nachman is explaining how this is in stark contrast to the Mitzri attitude. Not only the Mitzri then, but obviously the attitudes that we have that are Mitzri-like. Uh, the Mitzri attitude to says that says inside of us, what's the use of davening? What's the use of praying? Right? Hashem isn't going to change the world order for, for you, for me, for you, for anyone. And everything is what it is. And so ultimately this leads you to yish, discouraging, feeling discouraged, thinking what's the use in davening? There's no point in praying. As in Mitzrayim, they covered over the miracles. As Rabbi Nachman said, the Merchase, the Nisim, they covered over the miracles, saying that Hashem doesn't have the power, doesn't have rejuvenation in the world, the Koach HaMechadesh is not there. And by extension, certainly, if there's no Koach HaMechadesh, there's no power of rejuvenation, so obviously there's no use in davening. Right? I think even we say by Moshe, he had to leave the town to daven, right? Because there was a Vodazor all around. You can't daven there's a Vodazor around, so he actually had to leave. So you see how much they covered over the power of tefillah, right? What? Kiddush HaChodesh, okay. Power of rejuvenation, right? Beautiful. So last time, last time uh, we spoke about a tad further. We spoke how Rabbi Nachman explained that truth be told, you could only, so you have to have amuna. This, this type of amuna in your tefillahs and the koach hamachadish. And last time, Rabbi Nachman explained what we learned is that you can only have a muna when it's predicated on MS. That faith is built on truth, and that you give your muna, when your faith is built on truth, you give your muna a strong foundation. And when you have a muna that's predicated on MS, so then your muna becomes very strong, and you have, it's, it's logical, it makes sense. So Rabbi Nachman explained in the last class about how MS and a muna go together, but we saw that piece in Reb Nassim that explained like Amuna is where the mind ends, something you don't understand. So how is it possible to have something that you can't understand, right? So he says when it's predicated on MS, when it's predicated on truth, so then it makes sense to believe, right? Up until this point we could understand. But then, then something else. If you understood it, then it would be MS. By virtue of the fact you don't understand, it's Amuna. So you could, everyone on their level understands up to a different point. And as they grow in life, their level of awareness raises. And, and then we understand even further, and then our amuna gets even higher, so to speak. So when you have uh, MS, 
MS is your foundation, truth is your foundation for faith, then you could really have faith. It's not about having blind faith, right? It's not about, even though Rabbi Nachman speaks in many places about the greatness of emunah pshuta, simple emunah, and having just simplicity and wholesomeness and tmimus. But even so, he says, you have to have, uh, has to be predicated on truth. Because then it really makes sense. Now today, we're going to learn Oz Gimel, and I want to push to Oz Dalit also to go a little further. But uh, we'll see if we get to Ozdalid. But we're going to learn about how MS, so we said you have to have a Muna, and then you have to have, your Muna has to be built on MS, on truth. So now what Rabbi Nachman is going to go on to say is that the only way you could reach MS is through Hiskashus to Tzadikim, is through connecting to Tzadikim. And he's going to say, in contrast to following the advice of the Rishayim. So when you follow the advice of the Tzadikim, Following the advice of tzaddikim is what brings a person to truth, right? But, and when a person follows their advice, they become more truthful, they become more honest, and then they're really able to have a muna, right? And then back to what we were saying, then they could really put the oomph into their tefillahs, they could really have proper emuna that's a strong emuna that's built on MS, that's built on truth. Okay, now he's going to say something wild also, and I'm going to introduce some of these ideas because he's going to say something wild. He's going to say that when a person uh, follows the advice of a tzaddik, so what they're doing, it's like, it's like you're being impregnated by the tzaddik. That's what he says. And following the advice of the tzaddik, wink moji, right? <laughs> when you're at following the advice of the tzaddik, it's like a person's receiving their seed, the seed of the tzaddik, the zera of the tzaddik. And we're going to learn that the zera comes from the mind. And so when you connect to the advice of the tzaddik, you're following what emanates from their mind, it's like you're accepting the pure zera of the tzaddik. And when you, a person connects the tzaddik, then they're able to be more truthful as the larger context of the piece. And then they're able to really have true emuna, emuna that is built on MS, not just blind faith. And they, uh, there's a lot of, I wanted to start, it was actually had to do with today's daf yomi, reminded of, the, of these chazals, but I, uh, I wanted to bring with a, just begin with a short and very well-known chazal about his kasha to tzaddikim, because I think there's a lot of, people have a lot of difficulty with this idea of connecting to tzaddikim, right? Because I'm a person, he's a person, I have to connect him, there's one Torah, what do I need the tzaddik for? You know, there's a lot of misinformation around it, and it's really part of classical Judaism, you know? And chazals we've all heard dozens of times, I just want to bring them out in the, in the context of this piece, right? The Gemara in Ksubas, 111b. Kevan de Chazi de Mitzar Amar Lei Rebbe Matzati Lehem Takanam Mina Torah. Vatem Rebbe said, I found a fixture for uh, this in the Torah. Vatem Dvekim Bashem Elokechem Chaim Kulchem Ayom. Right? The Pasuk says that you should be Dovik to Hashem. They'll be Dovik to Hashem uh, with life all day long. Vichi Efshar Lidvuke Bishchina. And is it possible to be davik to the Shechina, like the Pasuk says? Right, because it says that Hashem, your God, He's like fire, eating fire. So it says, Right? Right? 
right? So the Pasuk says that, no, what does this mean to be Davik to the Shekhinah? Anyone who they, they get their daughter married to a Talmud Chachamim and it does business with Talmud Chachamim and they give benefit to Talmud Chachamim. So then if a person connects to a Talmud Chachamim, it's like they're Davik to the Shekhinah, right? So you already see that Chazal predicated that the Shechina, you can't be dovik to the Shechina. Tani, go. Is there a difference though between what Rabbi Nachman saying that you should be makasha to tzaddikim and the Gemara there saying you should be makasha to Talmud Chachamim? Then not necessarily one. Sure, Talmud Chachamim and tzaddikim are are very different. They could be very different, but I think in this context, what it means over here is tzaddikim, right? That when a person so certainly, if, you, if that's true with the Talmud Chacham, it's for sure true with the Tzaddik. I'm not going to go into now being Magdir, the difference between the Talmud Chacham and a Tzaddik. They have very different avodas in life, and doesn't mean that a Tzaddik, uh, doesn't mean the Talmud Chacham is not a Tzaddik, or can't be a Tzaddik, and there are different types of Tzaddikim also. Uh, it's an interesting point when it comes to Tzaddikim, that a lot of people don't realize uh, that just like me and you, everyone in this room, has a different mission and purpose and thing to accomplish in this world. We're all different, right? So too, tzaddikim are different, right? Not all tzaddikim are the same. And different tzaddikim came to the world to accomplish different things. So a lot of times people say, oh, well, this one's a tzaddik and that one's a tzaddik. What's the difference, right? Oh, they're tzaddik. We put it in this nebulous category of tzaddik. So they're all equal, right? But the thing is, it's not that one's higher necessarily or one's lower per se, but Everyone comes to the world to accomplish something else in life. And that's true with me and you, and that's certainly true with Sadiqim. Different Sadiqim and different avodas to accomplish different things, different tikkunim, different missions. And certainly uh, that's, that's an important point. Vaiter in the Gemara, Kiyotzi Bedavar Ata Omer. Similar, we're going to say, the Pasuk says, Right, you have to love God and you need to connect with Him. And is it possible, again, same question, to have Dalvik to the Shechina, right? It's not physical, you can't, what is that, what does that mean? Right? Oh, did I just do that one? Hold on. Nope, okay, it's a different one, right? Or anyone who, again, marries his daughter to a Talmud Chacham, and he uh, does business with Talmud Chacham. So again, in the first Pasuk, it says that uh, through Davik, you could connect to Hashem through Talmud Chachamim. And the second Pasuk goes even further to say that when you, when you connect to a Talmud Chacham, it's like you're loving Hashem. Right? Right? Oh, so what does it mean to love God and to connect to God? It means to love tzaddikim. It means to love Talmud Chachamim. Right? So this whole idea of eskashr tzaddikim, it's not foreign to Yiddishkeit. It's not foreign at all. Right? That Chazal, the Gemara goes us so far to say, and there are many, many hundreds of Chazals like this, right? But there are many, many things. Oh, right? You can't connect to God. God is, isn't God like white fire? The Shekhinah is like fire and it's going to eat you up, right? No. When you connect to Talmud HaChachamim, when you connect to Tzadikim, so that is already, his, that's considered Hiskashras, right? The Tzadik is able to somehow, when you connect to the Tzadik and whatever, you do business with them, you're, you marry into the family, you do this and that, somehow that connects you to Hashem. It's like, it's, and not only that, it seems, the Gemara goes as far to say that, it's like you're connecting to Hashem. You connect to the Tzadik, obviously the Tzadik's not Hashem, right? But when you connect to the Tzadik in a, on a certain way, in a certain sense, 
it's like you're connect it's like you're connecting to Hashem, you're connecting to the Shrina. So it's really a very, very big, big uh, tova that Hashem gave us these tzaddikim. So a person says, and we'll spend one more point on this and move on, because the person says, well, well, they're a person and I'm a person. What's the big deal, right? He's a guy and I'm a guy. He learns and I learn. He puts his pants on and I put my pants on. He eats and I eat, right? He goes to the bathroom and I go to the bathroom. No one's more holy or special. And, and there is a certain uniqueness that's true, right? I'm called Kulam Sadiqim. But at the same time, there's something, a tzaddik, a, a, you know, a towering tzaddik, an extraordinary tzaddik. So there's something, a unique quality about that, right? That is able to connect you to Hashem, right? If, if someone connects to me, they're not connecting to Hashem, right? Because I'm not a tzaddik. But a real tzaddik, you connect to them, it goes as far to say, it's like when you love, it's like you love Hashem, right? Oh, what does that mean? How do you know if someone's a tzaddik? There are these people, they walk around, I'm a tzaddik, <laughs> What's the litmus test for tzaddik? There are all types of people that are leaders and, and uh, parade themselves around like they're tzaddikim. Are they worthy to be um, Okay, that's a really good question. I'm, I'm going repeat, to repeat the question for the audio listeners. People told me that they can't hear some of the questions. So the question is, is how do you know who's a tzaddik and who's not? You have all sorts of people with white beards on. And it's hard to know exactly because they might turn up on the page of the newspaper. <laughs> so it's hard to know. But I, I think one litmus test is that if the person, obviously they have to have good midos, right? They can't be gaiva, full of themselves. And has been, but I think one main litmus test of who's a tzaddik and who's a not, and I'm certainly no one to judge, obviously. I'm no one, no one to judge. Everyone has to decide on their own selves. Uh, but one thing is if they're selfless. It means they only do for Kali Yisrael. They have absolutely no personal mission in this world at all which is a tzaddik like Moshe Rabbeinu, right? Moshe Rabbeinu, he didn't come to this world in order to help himself. He came to this world in the Shalom of Nishmas. Moshe Rabbeinu came in order for Klal Yisrael, right? Came in order for Klal Yisrael. And that's why we're told that the Nishama of Moshe Rabbeinu comes back in every generation. In every generation, the Zohar brings that there's Nishama. What's up? In every generation, we're told that there's a Nishama of Moshe Rabbeinu that comes down uh, to this earth. And it was... Because Moshe, in a certain way, and this could be a whole shear in itself, but he didn't come down to this world for himself, for his personal mission. He gained, his neshama was sent down into the world in order to help the Jewish people, right? And this is why every time you see in the Torah, right, he, what happens? They do the chet ego, and he takes the Torah and he smashes it. And Hashem says, oh, yeshekach, yeshekach sheshebarta, right? You broke my Torah, Why? Rav Nassim explains over there because they saw that the, one of the big ten is not to do a Vodah and here they were doing a Vodah So if he broke the Torah, he pottered them from Din, it was no longer applicable, and therefore they wouldn't have to be punished. Right? So it's totally selfless of Moshe, he spent 40 days, 40 days, and he broke the Luchas, and not only that, Hashem was modet to him, Hashem says, Yeshekol Sheshebarta. So he's totally selfless. Another example is that you see that Hashem says, I'll start another nation from you. He says, no, Macheni, nah, right? take me out. Forget about it. I'm only here for Klai Yisrael. So someone, a, an extraordinary tzaddik, or what we call a tzaddik, a MS, a true tzaddik, right? So they have absolutely no mission in this world, really, and they're totally, totally selfless, selfless people. Tani, I hope that shed light. It did. Were you listening? Nice. <laughs> okay. So, a, uh, so that's a very, very important question. The selflessness nature 
of, of tzaddikim, of real righteous people. You know, they're not in it for their own promotion, for their own selves, for their own honor. And as his Moshe was the humblest man, right? And they, uh, that's a very, very important, in my mind at least, important uh, qualifying character. Okay, now let's, after we gave that little introduction about tzaddikim, let's jump right into the piece. Okay, uh, Oz Gimel, we're starting from. Uh, the EF Shar, so like we said, the EF Shar Lavola MS Ela Alide Hiskarvis Litzadikim. It's impossible to come to truth only through connecting, coming close to Tzadikim, the Yelech Bederech Eitzasam, and following their advice. The Al Yede Shemakabu Mahem Eitzasam, and through following their advice, Nechachbo MS, it gets engraved in you truth. Kemoshe Kasov, like the Pasuk in Tehillim says, Hain Emet Chafatsta, they. Uh, word, uh, they, des- uh, they desired truth, Kisha- and now he interjects into the Pasuk, when you desire and long for truth, this is the end of the Pasuk, uh, I think your liver and in, your, and in the hidden parts, wisdom you'll show me, right? Because the advice uh, that a person receives from a tzaddik is like marriage and it's like zivug, uh, union. Uh, but, so, so far he says right away that when you, when you follow the advice of the tzaddik, he's going to explain this more, obviously it's going to become more clear as we read more, but when you follow the advice of a tzaddik, so it's like marrying. Right? And it's like union with that tzaddik. But when you accept the advice of the Rishayim, that's a damaging marriage. That's the opposite of Nisu and the Kedusha. It's Nisu and the Klippa. It has very negative ramifications, right? Like the people who follow the advice of Korach, right? They followed this very bad advice and they all got swallowed up, right? It was a Nisu and the Klippa. It was a bad, it was a bad marriage. But now he's going to explain how this all comes together, right? Uh, now the Pasuk says, Hanachash Hasiani, right? Chava said it was the Nachash who Hasiani, who Lashon of Nisuin, right? That married me. Lashon Nisuin, it's a Lashon Nisuin. Eitzas Hanachash Shekiblu Hu Bechinas Nisuin. And Chava, she, by Chava, she accepted the advice of the snake which was like marriage, and through marriage, she was able to take the poison and the pollution and the filth from the snake. That's what was brought down, that the snake was having relations with Chava, and that, that's what it says, they were married. She, she was, uh, had the, the zuama, the uh, pollution of the snake into her, right? And then that's an example of following the Eitzos, the Rishayim, that when you follow the advice of Rishayim, it's like a zivug. It's like having that deep connection that we find by Chava. She followed the advice of the Yitzhar, of the Nachash, and it's a Lush and the Suin over there. And that's where all the Zuam, all the poison came from that. 
Ubimaibit Harsinai, Pasca Zuamasam. But when it came to Harsinai, as we know, Pasca Zuamasam, right? They reached the Medarga of Adam Risha and Kodam Achet again because all the pollution, the Zuam, or the poison had left them. Ki Sham Kiblu Taryag Ikdin de Kedusha. Because at Harsinai, they accepted the 613 pieces of advice. It should be noted that the Zohar, through and through, when it refers to the 613 commandments, it refers it to Taryag Itin, as that's Aramaic for Eitzot. That it's 613 pieces of advice. Right? So you see that they accepted the advice. Har Sinai was like the wedding. It was like the chuppah, the canopy, the whole thing, right? As we're always learned. And that's when Pascha Zuamasa, that's when the, the Nisu and the Klipa, the poison of the snake, left Kla Yisrael, and they were like Adam Arishon, before they took the bad advice of the Russia of the Nachash, and Har Sinai, that poison left them, and left them pure and pristine. Why? Because they accepted now the Eitzas, the Kedusha, the proper advice of the Tzaddikim of Hashem's Torah and Moshe Rabbeinu. The Haisalahem Nisun be Kedusha. And it was a wedding, it was a holy wedding then. The Lama Nikra Eitzah Bechinas Nisuin. And why is advice like a marriage? Ki haklayos yoatzos. Because the kidneys give advice. Now he's going to explain. Uklayos heim kleho lada. And the kidneys are the tools that give birth. Clay hazera. And somehow the, the kidneys, I don't know medically how this works, but he's saying that somehow the kidneys are, help produce the zera, the sperm. I don't know. Any doctors in the house? Is there a doctor in the house? I don't know. But that's what he seems to say. Nimsa. So it comes out. Kimishikablin when a person receives advice from a person, it's as if you accepting that seed from the person. And the advice that you're accepting from a person, you know, whether the person's a Russia or whether he's a Tzadik, when you follow someone else's advice, it's like you're accepting their seed, right? Because just let's just plug in the variables over here as it becomes clear to everyone, right? Because it was the Nachash that impregnated Chava, right? And what is what did that mean on the deeper level? It means followed Chava's fa- the Chava followed the bad advice of the Nachash, right? So you see that when you accept, and then by Har Sinai we receive the Torah, means we accept the good advice of Hashem, like a marriage. Both were like a marriage, right? So you see that when you have the advice of a tzaddik or Russia, whatever that advice is, right? So it's like you're receiving zera from that person. Clear? Everyone with me so far? Okay. Ubeshvil zeh, and now he's going to explain. Ubeshvil zeh haTorah matish koach v'nikre toshia, and because of this, because the the advice is like the zera, it's like the seed. So this is why the Torah weakens a person's strength. The Nikra Toshia kihem taryag eaten of li Right, that the Torah is considered something that weakens your strength because it has six hundred and thirteen pieces of advice, like it says, li eitza. I am eitza v'toshia, and I'm something. It means a savior, but it also means toshia that it's going to weaken you. The eitzas heim b'makom nesuin and advice is in place of nisuin, of marriage, bechina zivig hamatish kocho. So like we're saying that the Torah is advice, and the Torah was like a wedding, it was like a ceremony, we accepted the seed of the Torah, the pure seed, and therefore, 
a uh, and and therefore, right? When you learn Torah, if receiving the advice of the Torah is like, see, therefore it weakens a person koach when they learn because they're receiving as if they're in matrimony. Okay, the eitzas the atzas asadik who kula zera ms. But the eitz the advice of the tzadik is true pure seed. Vezeh perish vanochi natich. Natatich sorek, and this is what it says: I'll plant for you a sorek tree. Bechinas hagaula, like this is like this tree. The sorek tree is an aspect of hagaula. Kamosha kasev esrika lahem beikabsem. That right? I'll uh, bring them. I'll start bringing them back. The aliyday ma aliyday kula zera emes. Um, how am I going to bring back the Jewish people in the times mm-hmm. of the gaula? And this is really what we started with that. Lack of Amuna causes Gullus, and increase of Amuna causes redemption, right? They're going to come back through the proper advice of the Tzaddik, which is pure seed. Why? Because through the advice of the Tzaddikim, you come to truth. And then you could have proper Amuna, like we said in the previous week. Right? And now you could have, like we started with, proper emuna. Why? Because if you could, only once you have emuna predicated on truth, then you could have proper emuna. So when you have proper truth, proper MS, that leads to good emuna, like we started with, right? So when you recobble the Eitzus of the Tzaddik, that's pure Zera, that leads you to truth, right? And when you let, get on the led path of truth, you have a strong, truthful foundation of things that you understand then you could have proper amuna, right? And that happens through following the proper advice of the tzaddikim, certainly as he's saying here, following the advice of the Torah, right? That you follow the advice of the Torah, so then you could come to truth. You could come to truth. Uh, now just, I'm going to read till the end over here. Because when a person takes the advice of the tzaddik, it's like you're receiving from their mind, Right, and this is what it means that in my in truth I desired, uh, I truth is what I desired. in my kidneys, and what does it mean that you should teach me truth? I mean, treat, teach me wisdom. So what does it mean that at this pasuk that he keeps darshning? Right, that Hashem should show me chachma. It means that I should merit to receive the drops of seichel, the drops of wisdom that emanate from a person's mind, which is comparable to the drops of seed that's pure seed that comes from the tzaddik. Is that wild? That's amazing. Let me just recap outside, and we could go, we could go a little weiter, or we could, we could stay on this piece and really talk about its deeper implications and really really what it means. Maybe, maybe we'll do that, right? So, so it comes out over here that when you connect to the tzaddik, when you connect to true tzaddik, it's pure and rarefied truth. It's pure MS. It's MS without any psolus in it. There's no, a, uh, you know, if I give you advice, there'll be some good and some bad in it. If you have pure advice from the tzaddik, right? So then it's going to be totally good. It's going to be totally pure like Zera MS, right? That you're connecting to their mind, you connect to their wisdom, so then it's like you're receiving, it's like you're being impregnated by them. Like we found, I 
Chava, who received the bad advice of the Nachash, she was impregnated by the Nachash, which means she followed Nachash's bad advice. On Har Sinai, that zuama of the Nachash, that poison of the Nachash, went away at that marriage ceremony. Why? Because we accepted the Torah, the good advice, which washed away the zuama of the Nachash HaKadmoni, of the original Nachash. So when you receive that pure zera, that pure advice, that's able to bring you to truth. Tani, you have a question? Go. Is it because we're seeing a parallel here on the, on the, on the neshama level? So that Zikim have this idea of kol neshamos, and also you see by Zivug also that your wife is a person who was really part of your, your neshama, and you guys are split partying it together. So to here, could it be said that the tzaddik also has that same type of perfect neshama soul fit to you, and that that is what brings you to the emes? This Shlemus, yeah. So Tani's, my, Tani's bringing up a point over here, saying that maybe this has to do with the very fact that Sadiqim have something called Hanashama HaKoleles, which means the all-inclusive Neshama, and that you're really a part of that Sadiq Neshama just as much as a person gets married, they and their wife come to complete their Neshama. And uh, yeah, that's certainly true. The first, and these are all major points, stops along the way in understanding Sadiqim Neshama HaKoleles, but... What I would say is that the first, one of the first times uh, Rabbi Nachman met Reb Nassim, Reb Nassim met Reb Nachman, Rabbi Nachman said, Kfar lanu yeshe kerut. He said, we've, we've already known each other. Those were like his opening words. Kfar lanu yeshe kerut. We already know, we, it's like we already know each other. Happens to be Reb Nassim had a dream about Reb Nachman, but without going into all that, he said, Kfar lanu yeshe kerut. We already know each other. Indicating that when a person connects to the tzaddik, emes, a tzaddik, a towering tzaddik, an extraordinary tzaddik, a tzaddik that is above and beyond type of tzaddik, a Moshe Rabbeinu type of tzaddik. So it's like you're, since you're part of that neshama, Rabbi Nachman saying, it's like we already know each other. It's like we already know each other, right? Because they're already connected, right? Because it's all part of one soul. That the, his, his, his point is, very simply, the only way to come to truth is through connecting to tzaddikim. That's his, that is the point. What is connecting? Connecting in what sense? So connecting... He seems to be talking about eitzah. Following advice. Yeah, well, we, you, you know, it, advice is pretty encompassing, you know? If you, it doesn't mean like, oh, do this, do that. It does mean that also, like... Uh, you know, do a spoil, do this, do this, do that, whatever it is, you know, give tzedakah, you know, like, if you follow, back, even, even back up a step, right? If you follow the Torah, you're already following the advice of the tzaddikim. If you follow Shulchan Aruch, right? The Beis Yosef, he learned with an angel, right? He learned with, a, you know, the Magid Meshach, right? He learned with an angel. He was a tzaddik. So if you're already following Halacha, Beis Yosef, the Ramah, that's already a level of skash to tzaddikim. Right? You're connecting to their advice. They're telling you, this is how you keep Shabbos. And you, and you listen, this is how you wear tzitzis. This is what you do. So you're already connecting to these tzaddikim. Right? As we learned way back when we started the share originally, that even when a person learns in a sefer, a chiddush from a tana, any sefer you learn, Chanina Ben Dosa, Rama Rabzeira, Rav Abaye, it's like you're kissing the tana. 
right? Your ruach is connecting with their ruach, and you're now connecting haviskashos to that tzaddik. You're now connecting any anything like that, right? So it's pretty, it's pretty, uh, in it's pretty encompassing. I, I want to address a, a. It's really it's an amazing thing, right? Like people throw around this word haviskashos tzaddikim, and like, oh, that's not for me. That's a Hasidish thing, or that's a Breslov thing, or Labavitch thing, or I'm not like that, you know. But it's really universal, right? If you, if you keep halacha, it's called Torah's Moshe. I'll shame Moshe Rabbeinu. Not Torah's, it's also called Torah's Hashem too, right? But if you keep the Torah, right? It says, David HaMelech's lips are moving in the caver every time you say Tehillim, right? right? Because every time you're saying Tehillim, you're connecting to David's words. You're connecting to him. His lips are moving. You're, you're, it's like a puppet. You're making David's lips move, right? Because you're connecting... To that tzaddik is kashas to tzaddikim. It's not, it's not a crazy. In this context, it makes it so much more easier to understand. You know, it's not some. It doesn't mean necessarily a rebbe sitting there. You know, whatever. You know, you follow the person's advice. You, you try to. You're interested in what they have to say. So then you're connecting. And and and. and but he says even not the tzaddikim. You follow anyone's advice, right? Even Rishayim, he's saying, you follow anyone's advice, you're receiving from them. Certainly you want to follow good advice, right? And it's really, it's really hard to know. It's really hard to know what is good advice and what's not good advice. And I, I want to ask a question here. I'm going to offer an answer. Gonna, we have some time. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask a question over here that, uh, that he seems to say that the only way to come to truth is through tzaddikim. So why? Why is that? Why is the only way to come, maybe there's other ways to come to truth. Why, I could throw this question out, you guys could offer answers. Maybe there's other ways to come to truth. Why is it only tzaddikim? It's, you know, the whole world is twisted. In a way, you know, newspapers and, so, and that's what we're surrounded by. So if you, have, if you hang around with a tzaddik though, who's not, not as influenced as we are, and he's learning the Torah, and that's Hashem's advice, so. That's how you get to the truth. Beautiful. Beautiful. Tani? I like that. Just that the tzaddikim are connected to Hashem on a higher level than uh, you know, higher up. Okay. They're closer to the truth. They're, above, they're closer to the truth. Like you say about Moshe that he, that he connected uh, with Hashem, of the of Shachayim, the Shem Havaya, as opposed to Avos, you know, the Nice. Anything? Um, you know, anything? Everything. Everything. <laughs> so I wanted to, I wanted to bring a little bit of Masila Shasharam over here to explain this. Masila Shasharam says an amazing thing. No, the Masila Shasharam didn't believe in connecting to tzaddikim. Of course he did. Of course he did. Right? A, uh, it's funny. The Ramchal wrote more on Nist, uh, Nister than he did. You know, Masila Shasharam. He wrote way beyond Masila Shasharam. But let's go back to the basics. I happen to love. They live the same age, that's correct. 38 maybe, I think. 38, 39, yeah. And they, uh, it's an incredible thing. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump in over here. This is right in the beginning of Mesilah Shasharim. Chelke Hazahirus. Perik Gimel. I'm debating whether I should read it. I have the English here. I have the luxury of having the English here. I could read in English or in Hebrew. He's talking about a little bit like what Ellie said, that when you... 
he's talking about that a person needs to sit and think every day, what's the ra, what's the good, because like we learned, a person could think the ra is good, the ra is tov, and a person could think the tov is ra. Right? Like we were learning like the Yetzirah's Muslavish and Mitzvahs. You could think this one thing, you could learn another thing, right? And you don't know what the truth is. Because what you think is good might not be good. So therefore he says in Shara Hazahiris that a person needs to sit every day and contemplate and think, take time for themselves. What's the proper path to walk on? What am I doing here? What's my purpose on earth? Now he gives an amazing muscle over here. Okay? Uh, maybe I'll just read it in English. Should I just read it in English? We'll read it in English over here. Uh, he talks about a gan hamavucha. Okay? A garden maze. I'll read it in English. To what is this analogous? So again, this is Paragimel in the Mesila uh, Shasharim. To what is this analogous? To a garden maze. A type of garden common among the ruling class which is planted for the sake of amusement. The plants there are arranged in walls between which are found many confusing and interlacing paths, all similar to one another. The purpose of the whole being to, to the purpose of the whole being to challenge one to reach the portico in their midst, which means you have uh, some paths are straight, ones lead directly to the portico, but some paths cause one to stray to wander from it. The walker between the paths has no way of seeing or knowing whether he is on the true or the false path. Like you're saying, you don't know. What's right? So there's this, just set up the mushal, there's this garden, it's a gan mavucha, it's a garden and it's a maze. Like you picture like running through a corn maze, right? And they're walking through and the whole point is to get to a certain place, but you don't know and they did this for fun. This was their type of amusement that the royal class did. And you know, there's so many, it's like, you know, a labyrinth basically, right? So you don't know where you're going. So a... Uh, or knowing whether it is true or false, but for they're all similar, presenting no difference whatsoever to the observing eye. So you, you don't know which to go. Right? He will not reach his goal unless he has perfect familiarity and visual acquaintance with the paths through his having traversed them and reached the portico. Right? So he's saying that the only way you could know the the only way you can know the roadmap is if you went through it, you know exactly what it looks like every way and since you have such visual clarity you've been through it before so then you can know the end and I'm going to read this part in Hebrew okay but however a, per a person who stands on top of this ledge means a person stands kind of above the field and can see into a bird's eye view who he sees all the different paths and he could see between the true paths and the false paths. And now he could warn people, don't go there, go here, don't go here, don't go there. This is the path you should go on. And behold, whoever wants to believe him will go to their desired destination. Whoever doesn't want to believe this person that's standing above the maze, the year tzelelechas achra enov, and he wants to go according to his own eyes, vade yishar oved below yagielhav, he'll for sure be lost forever. V'chein adavar zeh mish yadayin lo mashol beyitzro. So the truth is that a person who 
didn't rule over his Yetzer, you're stuck in the path, you can't figure out which way to go. But the people that rule over their Yetzer to such a point where they came to the ledge, looking over the maze from a bird's eye view, right? Because they already went through the Shvilim and they could see all the past with their eyes with great clarity. They could give advice. Right? They could give advice to whoever wants to listen. And on them, we're obligated to believe. Right? So the reason why truth, the only way to get to truth is through tzaddikim, is like the Mesila Shisharim says. Because there's the tzaddikim that are, went through the maze, and they saw it with their own eyes. And now because they went through every path, and they could see everything clearly, they're now above the maze, because they already reached the destination. So since these are the people that ruled on their Yetzer, and they're standing above the maze, towering down, looking, looking at all the past, now exactly like he says, they could give advice. Because they were there. They were there. And because they were there, because they did all the avodas, because they did everything, right? right? Moshe grew up in Paro's house. I wonder what that was like, right? And it says, all right, Avram grew up in Terach's house. Right? And you see, so they were there, they'd been there, they'd done that. They went through it and they ruled over the Yetzer. Now they're standing above the maze, like the Masila Shasharim says, they can now proper to give advice. And if you don't follow them, if you don't follow those Sadiqim, you get lost. Sure, you could go, you, you could find your own way, right? You could find your way. Good luck. It's a big maze, huge maze, I think, in uh, one of the Harry Potters, in the triathlon, in, the, in one of the Quidditch Cups. So they put them in the maze, right? In the Quidditch World Cup. They put them in the maze, they have to find their way out of the maze, right? This bush moves and that bush moves and everything moves, right? You'll never find your way out of Quidditch, right? You'll never find your way out, right? But the tzaddikim are the ones that went through everything, so they're able to advise you. And he says, you want to not follow them? The choice is yours. You could do whatever you like. Just like Rabbi Nachman said, you could follow the advice of the Rishayim. You could try to figure it out on your own, Right? But you could only come to truth if you go to someone who's beyond the maze. Someone who's above the maze is now looking down. And he's the one who could give Eitzah advice. This is a beautiful thing. Very, very beautiful thing. Take it away. Sorry. Go. How does this relate to the idea uh, that we talk about the Seichel Shabbat Yeah. About following your own Seichel that Hashem puts out there versus following the Eitzah of a Tzadik. Okay, question. We learned about following the Seichel Chodavr, the intelligence of life itself, right? You're asking a really good question. I don't know if I'm going to answer. I might have to ask the Tzaddik for an answer. And now we're saying that you should really find the Eitzes of the Tzaddik. So it doesn't necessarily mean, I think this is a beautiful thing over here, right? Like we're saying, it doesn't mean follow blindly. Right? This is what we're saying, right? It doesn't mean follow blindly, just like follow someone else's advice blindly. Rabbi Nachman's clearly saying that you have to understand as much as you could possibly understand, right? You have to understand, you have to have a moon predicated on truth, right? To have blind faith, just saying, I'm going to believe in some guy, right? It's not much because you'll very easily get knocked off course. You're not going to be able to follow properly. But when you use your own mind to figure things out logically, that it should make sense to you, it should be rational, it should be fitting for you, it shouldn't be too extreme for you, 
right? So when you use your own mind to figure it out, and then you follow, the, and then it starts to make sense. Oh, I should follow this tzaddik. That makes sense to me, right? Or this, or I shouldn't follow that tzaddik. That doesn't make sense to me, right? So it's never talking about just throwing out your mind and completely following blindly like a cult leader or something like that, right? So you use the Seichel Hodover to get intelligence and to guide you. And even if you have a tzaddik, you still need to rely on the Seichel Hodover uh, in order to, because you're not with that person all the time. You're not always able to ask him, et cetera, et cetera. When you're not sure, when you're being shawl it's supposed to use your seichel yeah. all the time. But when you're confused, you're not sure, and you're being shawl you should be shawl by a tzaddik, not by a... Sure, but, but I, think it's even, I think it's even more than that. Like, that's definitely true. I think it's even more than that. Like, thinking, like, what would this person say? Right? Like, what, like you kind of have their voice with you. You know? That's kind of how I see it. Like, you have their voice. Like, what would this person say? You know, like, how would they address the issue? How would they go about addressing the issue? Uh, I want to give a, I want to give a, uh, a Parsha connection. Should we go for the Parsha connection? Or should we go a little weiter? We'll go for the Parsha connection. Okay? He's going to go on to saying the next piece, a little foreshadowing, how tzitzis, how wearing, the, wearing tzitzis is able to protect you from bad advice, from taivus neof, which is synonymous with bad advice. That's what he's going to go on to say. But let's go on to the, the Parsha connection. I thought there was a great Parsha connection in the Parsha about connecting to Tzadikim, following the advice of Tzadikim. Okay? So we say, Vayik, uh, Shmos 13, Pasuk 19. Moshe es Atzmos Yosef Imo. Right? That Moshe went ahead and he took the bones of Yosef. Ki his, ki Hajba Hashbia as Bene Yisrael Lemor Pakod Yivkod. Elokim Eschem, Valisem Es Asmoisai Mize Eschem. Right? That Moshe took the bones of Yosef because he swore to Bene Yisrael that on the day that Hashem takes you out, you're going to take my bones with you. Right? So this is interesting that they're busy with the Gula. Okay? They're having Makas all over the place. And apparently Yosef knew kind of this was going to all go down, something's going to go down. And he says, when you get out of here, you take my bones. You take my caver, right? Everything's happening. There's pandemonium all around, right? And Mo, uh, is now busy digging up a grave, right? Get the shovel, put it in. I don't know how Yosef was buried up until then, but Mustama, right? He's digging up. So we all know the famous medrash on this that we say in Tehillim and Hollow. It says, Hayam ra'avayanos hayarde nisavachar. The sea saw and it split. Haya Hayam Ra'avayanos. The sea saw and it split. Right? This week's Parsha B'Shalach. Right? Splitting of the sea. Kriyas Yamsov. What did the sea saw? What did the sea see? What did the sea see? It saw the Atzmas Yosef. It saw the bones of Yosef. Right? We all know this. Right? It saw the, it saw the caver of the Tzaddik. So you see that going to Kivri Tzaddikim has the ability to bring the Geula. Has the ability to split the sea. To split the Yamsov. Ah, Yosef was dead. Right? Yosef wasn't alive anymore. No, but even so, when you hiskashes to a tzaddik, whether alive or dead, by following their advice, just as much as you're following the Torah's advice, right? So when you connect, so that has the ability to split the sea. That has the ability to have 
to have a total Kriyas Yamsuf, that everything should split. It all happened through the Atmos of Yosef. So again, you see another Raya, another example for Hiskashas the Tzadikim. And they, uh, we're going to end here, I guess. Time for Marav. Uh, I mean, you could also say one last point before we start Marav, is that Moshe, the whole Geula came about through Moshe, who's the Tzadik. Right? This is exactly what we're saying, that Moshe orchestrated everything, and that's the end for real. Okay. Shabbos, everyone. <laughs>